Hello and welcome back to Arkansas Chatters. I am your host, Frostbite. As well as with with me, I have Nightwolf. Surprised you actually said it right. Yep. Hey, actually, it What's is that? getting it. What's up? It's hear? separating. That's my phone. Oh. Here, bang on your mic. Yes, we actually have split channel. Hmm. I don't know how we did it, but I won't argue. <laughs> we'll see how well that split channel actually yeah. works. That's really weird. I don't know how we did that. Well, folks, we're back. Um, we're getting back in our consi- into a more trying to anyway. Yeah, more consistent rhythm. Um, things have been kind of interesting the last couple of weeks. Um, me and my wife, we just celebrated our nine-year anniversary. Yay. Well, at least you made it through the nine-year mark. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> you had, you know, some medical stuff that went on. <laughs> yeah, me and a piece of sheet metal got in a fight. He won, of course. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, <laughs> I gave it a hell of a try. Yeah. Well, um, uh, finances came in to where I was able to get my wife and I's uh, phones upgraded, which was <coughs> very much needed. He says it's needed, but it wasn't. He just wanted a new phone. No. He just made his crash. No, mine was uh, cracked beyond uh, use, and it was getting worse and worse. Yeah, he says that, but I bet you can just put a new glass on it, it'll work just fine. If I felt safe, you know, I'm afraid that if I were to pull that, you know, the protective glass off of it, the um, the underneath was cracked bad enough. I'm afraid it'll just make it worse. That's why I said if you replace the glass, it'll work just fine. But that's what I'm saying is I couldn't get get that off, and that to replace the you know the main glass. I would have let somebody else do it because that way they're reliable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. But <laughs> I didn't stuff stuff that's that expensive. I let somebody else yeah. do it. But you know, going from the Note Nine, you know, it really wasn't worth spending the money to repair it. Yeah. Um, when it really gets down to it. I've never had any issues out of mine. Right, but, you know. I'm just having issues out of my email. Yeah. But I got the uh, Galaxy S23 Ultra and the 512 gig version, uh, which is the middle range for the Ultras. Yeah. Um, you know how much mine would have cost if I would have done it? Uh, you were probably going to go to the one terabyte, so you were looking at about $1,600. How much? 400 bucks. How Oh, because you would have traded your sand. Yeah. And because you're with, you're with AT&T, you would have gotten a much larger trade-in. Right. Um, T-Mobile does not, or not T-Mobile, but as Samsung does not, by themselves, does not give a very big trade-in. Right. And it kind of sucks on <coughs> that, but it is what it is. Well, and I got, I got the same uh, service as you got. Yeah. Because you, you do the, what, the 55? Yeah, we do that. In individual, not the couple. Right. Individual, it's 45 um, Or is it 55 It's the equivalent of the $55 plans. And, see, and that's why I pay on mine. Right. But we're also on straight talk, but well, we're doing... Um, I know I know you're doing the family plan deal, but I'm just talking about separate. Right. But I'm saying we're on uh, the Verizon network with straight talk. Yeah, but you're still paying the $55 individually. Yeah. Well, the reason why I didn't want to do... Go back. Well, at and um doing their upgrades right now, so yeah. your their, their phone system's kind of screwed. Right. Well, and where I work, the uh, the main building, mm-hmm. the signal 
it's all about how you, where you, how you hold your tongue if you get any signal at all. Well, and that's what I'm going to talk to AT AT&T about because in my building you can't get service whatsoever. Right. Unless you're outside. Right. Isn't that frustrating? Mm-hmm. But we used to be able to get service quite mm-hmm. all throughout the building, and right. now we don't. But of course, they're doing their upgrades. Right. But if they're taking two or three years to do an upgrade, it's time to switch to a different carrier. Exactly. Um, so I think they really do that on purpose. Well, no, it's... No, seriously, I do think they do that on purpose. From what I understand, um, AT&T did not expect to be needing to upgrade as soon as they were doing, when they did their last massive upgrade. Yeah. But, because 5G actually came relatively quick. It came quicker than anybody expected. Yeah. <clears throat> but now they're already working on 8G. Yeah. Uh, they, they pretty much skipped from 5G to 8G. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Well, I think what it is is because it's going to be a, such a dramatic difference in technology. It's not that much of a difference, so, except for you get better coverage. Right, and it's a very different algorithm from what I understand. Yeah. Well, all of that, and it throws out a lot more radiation. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. That's why I wouldn't want to live next to a um, tower. Yeah. Well, and not to mention, usually when you're right next to a tower, you, you have don't li- get no service whatsoever. Right, it's because the umbrella effect. I know, it's weird, ain't it? Because mm-hmm. my cousin, she lives right underneath the um, tower. Yeah. And she don't get no service whatsoever. Yeah. And she's on choice top. Yeah, and it's weird how that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, you figured they would have had a short-range antenna. Right. Well, you would think that they would at least have, you know, one of their antennas pointed. Um, one, at least one of the short ones. Yeah, pointed down. Yeah. So they would actually get those, you know, that area. Right. But they very rarely think about that. Yeah. And Teen Mobile, they're just not there yet. No. They're getting there, but they're just not there yet. Exactly. I mean, they, yeah, in Arkansas, Teen Mobile has had a hard time, had a very hard time getting the traction that they need to get. Right. And hey, look at Cricket. Look how long they've been in service. Well, you remember Cricket is owned by AT&T now. Well, now it is, yeah. yeah but back in the day, yeah, getting service outside of the city, Yeah. that was a joke. Mm-hmm. You can hear that through your mind. Yep. <laughs> but, um, of course, I think you got the mics a little bit more sensitive, too. Yeah. I was trying, you know, like I said, I was trying some Well, that's all you settings. can do is just try. Yeah. Try, try some trial and settings error. and see what it does. Yeah. Before too long, you'll be a pro at it. Yeah. Because I'll get this figured out. Yeah. If you get to play with it long enough. Yeah. I just wish my wife would, you know, let me have, you know, time focus, you know, to focus on it. That's where you got to make your time. Yeah. But uh, that's and, something that you have to do. Yeah. Well, the time for me to that I would have to focus on it is when everybody's asleep. But the problem is, is that you, you know you need you to need make, to be on a sleep schedule. Right. Well, no, when everybody else is asleep. Yeah. Um, you got to try to be as quiet as possible. Exactly. And so, you know, you got to make noise to test stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take a chance of waking anybody up. Right. So that's where you need to pick time during, while they're awake to right. do it. Right. But when I can get away to do it. Well, you can do it in your bedroom. Just lock the door. Yeah. You know. I'd like to lock the, the door, but for a different reason. All right. <laughs> you know, they make such things as a chair. Yeah. 
to put in front of the door <laughs> if you got busted locks. Yeah. Well, ours, it's the, um, the, you know, where the little doohickey that, you know, that the knob turns and mm -hmm. pulls back, you know, where that thing connects into the frame, mm -hmm. it doesn't latch fully. Well, you, you know how to fix that? How? I put one of those mangle latches mm. above, like you do on a regular well, the, door. Like the old style deadbolts? Mm -hmm. That's a good thought. That's what I did. Yeah. Because ours didn't have a door lock. Yeah. Isn't it just weird how that all works? Mm -hmm. But I'm about ready to get rid of that place anyway. Mm. I'm tired of working on it. Yeah. I know what you mean. So, uh, the things I wanted to cover tonight, um, I wanted to cover kind of an honest review, you know, since I've had my hands on his this. thoughts of the machine. Yeah. My thoughts of the machine of the S 23 ultra five, you know, the 512 variant. Um, let's hear your cons first. Well, the first con is finding screen protectors right now outside of Best Buy unless you go on Amazon. I bet you I could find one right off the bat. Yeah, in yeah, in store, in town. No, it'll be online. Right. Yeah, I can go to Amazon and stuff, but that's why I would have went went ahead and done anyway. Well that's what we did was we ordered ours through Amazon and the brand that we had and I cannot for for the life of me remember what that brand was, the um, screen protector was off. Well and y'all went the cheapest route possible. Right, and that was the mistake right there. Yeah. If you're going to protect a machine like that, you should have went with liquid glass. Right, like the dome uh, screen protectors. Uh, well, not just the dome screen protector. It's just called liquid glass. Right. Well, the liquid glass, you know, the thing that was dome that I liked with it, you know, the dome brand, yeah. was you have the liquid glass with regular glass. Right. So the re regular glass reinforces the liquid glass. Mm-hmm. And so you get some really good protection. Right. And I felt, you know, I've, uh, I could not talk my wife into going that route. At well, that's when you do it. You make your own decisions on that yeah. part. <clears throat> if you know it's going to uh, help your machine better, right? you make that decision. You don't right. have to consult her every single time. Right. It was her account. <clears throat> yeah. Well, don't you have your own Amazon account? No, because we only one of us... You know, she set the have prime because of the fact that she, because of the fact that she's on disability, yeah. we get prime at a much discounted rate. I can care less about prime. You know, prime gets you free delivery. Like I said, I can care less about prime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you when you got a decent amount of money, you don't care about that stuff. Right, but <clears throat> but when you're on a shoestring budget like you are, right. you got you got to watch out for stuff right. like that. And so. Yeah, it would have cost me like 15 bucks for delivery. Ooh, that's a little like steep. Yeah, it's because it, you know, finding you know places in the United States that were carrying it because it's selling so well. Yeah, it's hard to do. You have to not re not really. For the dumb ones, it was. Well, I think it just depends on when you actually look for them. Yeah, and given the fact that we were getting them pretty close to launch as it was. Well, that and uh, everybody else is getting their taxes. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it hard to find it. Oh, you want to take a look at that? Um, now, as far as raw horsepower, this phone is. Ooh, a, I hate those. Is a beast. Yeah, I hate those designs. Yeah. They don't fit in my ear right. They don't. Uh -uh. <clears throat> um, 
And folks, I'll describe what he just uh, did that in just a moment, you know, because that's the next thing I want to review. Uh, <coughs> nice one. And that was actually a loud one this time. Yeah. So, um, as far as raw performance, oh my God, this thing is a beast. Everything that I've thrown at it, and I'm on purposely trying to choke it. Well, like I told you the other day, give it time, you'll yeah. slow it down. Yeah, I mean, I'm installing everything I can on purposely trying to choke it, and I can't. In it, go ahead, keep talking. It's it's even weirder. Is as much as I'm installing stuff, it's not taking up as much space as it used to. Hello. Uh oh, Nightwolf's got a phone call. Hello. Hello. And someone's. I hate it when they do that. Scammer, probably. Probably. Go ahead, keep your talking. Yeah. But um, everything I've thrown at this thing is, I mean, amazing. Right. I mean, like I said, uh, I've installed <clears throat> you know, almost all of my old software. Yeah. And it's not taking up near as much space as it did on the Note 9. Right. And in theory, it should, that shouldn't matter. That shouldn't affect it. Right. It shouldn't have any difference. Right. But it's not taking near the space. Right. I don't. I don't quite understand why that is yet, but. Oh, it's because the space that they got now is a lot larger than what you had well, back then. Well, no, because I had the five twelve gig version <clears throat> then. It's a little bit different now than it was back then. Right. Well, I think they did something to do you know, with you, Android. You got to remember. You got to remember that each year everything expands. Right. Well, and I think they did something unique with Android 13 with their, <clears throat> um, with the way that the package installers work. Yeah. And so it's a little different, but I don't fully grasp it yet. Right. Um, but Android 13 kicks butt, but with One UI 5.1, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, which One UI 5.1 is the skin that Samsung puts on top of Android. Right. Um, and so they did a phenomenal job with it. Uh, the camera, 200 megapixel camera, um, I have not taken many pictures, but I've used it as a pair of binoculars at, you know, at points when I need to see something that further away than I can fully see. Right. And getting details, it's, I mean, it's wow. Well, to you, it'd be a wow, but yeah. I've seen better. Right. But, yeah, there's some really neat things. Uh, one caveat I've noticed with the camera is if you don't, you know, out of the box, the shutter speed on it is very slow. Uh, yeah, I think you can set the shutter yeah. speed on yeah, the you can you can make a modif you know, some modifications in the configuration, yeah. and it fixes that. But out of the box. Well, you got to expect that because everything's factory. Right. But the thing, though, is, is that for your average consumer, your average consumer isn't going to jump through those hoops. Right. So that is one caveat that I really think Samsung needs to consider in the future. No, I don't. Why not? Because it'll eventually fix itself. You think so? Yeah. I hope so. Because you got to remember, every year they come up with better technology. Yeah. So eventually that'll probably fix it. Yeah, that's just true. Um, Whether they realize it or not. Yeah. But we went through an adventure getting our phones. Well, that was our own fault. Well, when we tried to order, they only had one in store. Yeah. And then there was only a few of them in the state. 
and that was you know one of those well probably in their uh warehouse probably yeah in uh, best buy's warehouse yeah. and so, but you know at&t uh verizon they all had them um i know that they were you know from what i was reading reports on yeah i mean everybody was having trouble keeping them in stock just well you gotta remember bigger cities yeah they're gonna run out bigger right. cities well even here in hot springs there's just it's well, there ain't so that many well. people that's gonna have that kind of money and right with income taxes oh yeah well it depends on when their taxes come in yeah but yeah yeah it's like mine probably won't be here until the middle of march because i filed so late right but you get you know a lot of people as soon as they got their w-2 information they immediately filed yeah and you know you know what i just found out today right that could have used all my medical bills and put it on there really yeah and had it wrote off I was like, son of a bitch, I wish I would have known that a week ago. Yeah. Isn't that just weird how all that works? Mm-hmm. I still don't understand <clears throat> how that, you know, how it fully I could, works. I could have got about seven or eight grand back. Yeah. <laughs> or some kind of discount. Right. Well, what's the other cons? Uh, those were the only ones I have found so what's far. What's your pros? Uh, the pros is... Amazing speed, amazing performance, crisp graphics. Um, well, I imagine so. Well, one of the things I thought was really neat in the graphics thing, yeah. you know, it has a 128 hertz display, but it, it's dynamically done. Yeah. So, like, if you're playing a very fast-paced game, it's going to refresh faster. Mm-hmm. But, you see, and stuff like that impresses you, but don't impress me. Well, what the impressive part to me is, though, that it has the ability to dial that refresh rate down. For like, if you're reading like an ebook or something yeah. like that, where you don't need that high refresh rate. Right. So it doesn't drain your battery down near as fast. Right. And how long have you had yours so far? Uh, About the, what, three days? Five days. And how's your battery life? Uh, getting about uh, three quarters of a day on a single charge, but then again, I'm also pushing it harder using GPS stuff. I'm not turning off my Bluetooth ever. Um, yeah, that's one thing. Once I started using my Bluetooth, it's never been turned off. Yeah. Well, especially when you're using, like I use my Galaxy Watch so much, and you don't want to turn off your Bluetooth because then your phone doesn't communicate with your watch. Well, mine does without the Bluetooth. That's because you have the LTE function. Yeah. But I don't. Which I'm thinking about canceling. Why is that? Hell, only thing I use my watch for is to tell time mm. and see what date it is. I don't use it for anything else. You know, I was doing uh, performance stuff, you mm-hmm. know, the exercises and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that just got so old. <coughs> Every once in a while, I check my heart rate. And right. Well, um, there is one thing I did notice that was kind of weird. So with the Note 9, you know, with my watch paired, it was only monitoring my heart rate only when I was sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it was doing that. And it could have been where you got it set. Well, and that was the thing was I had it set for continuous. That's probably why I kept doing it. But... When I switched over to the S23 Ultra, it is literally, it truly is continuous. So Mm -hmm. it's measuring my heart rate all the time. Well, you got to also remember when you're sleeping, you could have had your watch could have came off your wrist and Mm -hmm. it'll stop automatically. Right. But that's the thing is that's the only time it was recording. 
When it was off your wrist? No, when it was on my wrist. Yeah. Or when it was it, while I was asleep. The rest of the time, it wasn't recording my heart rate. Mine did. And I don't know why. It could have been the way you got it set. Besides the continuous, you could have had something else set wrong. Right. That's the only thing I can figure. But, yeah, it's, you know, I'm noticing, you know, a massive performance increase in my watch, too, especially Mm. updates and so forth. Well, yeah, you're going to get quicker updates. I mean. Because you got a newer phone. Right. But give it six months to a year, and it's going to go back to the way you yeah, had your other phone. Yeah, it'll bog down a little bit. Yeah. Especially when Android 14 fully comes out. And right. Or 16 or whatever. Right. Well, 14 will be coming out for the Pixels, I think, in the next four months, if I read that right. Yeah. Um, now, I think uh, Apple, I think theirs is coming out here pretty soon, too. Yeah, they're getting, you know, they just did a. A minor update launch. It was just strictly um, bug fixes, realistically. There wasn't any real feature updates right. with the newest version. And see, and that's another thing I'm waiting on. I'm waiting for them to work out all the bugs and all that. Right. Before I even decide to even get one. Right. But then again, I hadn't had any problems out of mine, so I may not even get one. Right. Well, and in all reality, for as little as you actually do on the phone, you probably don't need to upgrade. Yeah. Now... Well, it's like my old phone that I used to have. Mm-hmm. I, I had it for almost 20 years. Yeah. Before I got this one. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got it because the battery kept dying. Yeah. And they couldn't find no replacements. Right. Well, that is that is something that I do kind of miss with some of the older phone designs mm-hmm. was the replaceable battery. Right. Um I do understand in the design aspect why, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's not for the reasons that most everyone thinks it's, oh, it's so they can lock you in to sell you a new device. Well, that's part of it. That's part of it, but the main reason is waterproofing. Yeah. Um, and they're still working on that one. Well, um, I know with the S8, it's IP68 uh, certified, which is, you know, in yeah. military grade. Yeah. Um, well, military grades do fail too. Right. I mean, there are tougher specs, yeah. but it's a little bit different. Right. Um, I still would not have the phone in my pocket if I went swimming. Right. That's just being idiotic. <laughs> yeah. Fourteen hundred dollars for a phone. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, do you, that. you never know if that thing's going to shock the hell out of you either, <laughs> yeah. or blow up in your pocket. And that would be my luck. And that, that's another thing. That's why I don't have mine in my pocket. Because once that battery gets hot, it's going to explode. Well, when I'm patrolling, you know, with, with my job, I keep it in my back pocket. Well, that way if it blows off my ass cheek, I lost some of my ass. Right. <clears throat> ain't like you ain't lost it you, when your wife chews you out. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, overall the device, I feel like it is probably the most powerful phone I have ever owned right. by far. Yeah. It's almost too much machine for me so far. Yeah, give it a couple of months, you're going to be like, damn, it's dragging on me now. Well, if it's dragging, then I, there are things I can do to speed it up. But why would you want to do that, you know? Right. Because you are trying to test it to see what, what you can do to it. Right. Well, right now, you know, at this point, you know, I'm field testing it and, you know, really, you know, putting it under a bench. How many apps you got downloaded yet? Uh, 400. God. (laughs) (laughs) 
I told you I installed my entire library. You got 400 apps? Yes. Really? Yes. How many of them do you actually use? Less than 50. <laughs> Dude, no wonder your phone keeps bogging down. Well, as I said, I, at this point, I'm, I'm on her purposely choking. Right. You know, on my old phone, I didn't have that many apps installed because I had, you know, removed a lot to optimize. Right. But in this case, I'm actually trying to choke it to see how how hard it, you know, how well is it going to hold up. Right. I want, you know. Uh, I'm just kind of interested in seeing how long it's going to take you to drop it <sighs> before you have to replace it. I pray to God that doesn't happen. Hey, you got yours unlocked, right? Yes. That's probably why it was so damn expensive. Yes. Well, if you get it unlocked and um, you don't have a carrier subsidy or a carrier plan with yeah. it, it's going to be more expensive. Mm, not really. Um, ultimately, it's a little, you know, because most of the time when you buy it through the carrier, yeah. they're getting a special deal. Yeah. And they, they'll just put it, you know, put, you know, they'll put it mm -hmm. part of your contract. Right. I know Verizon right now has got a deal. It's either Verizon or uh, T-Mobile. Mm -hmm. It's got a deal to where you can get the, the Galaxy Ultra, Ultra mm -hmm. and a smartwatch and a tablet. Mm -hmm. All in a combo. Yeah. I was like, meh. But, yeah, I will tell yeah. you. Yeah. And it was like 1600 That's not that bad of a deal when you think about it. Yeah. But that's if you got a contract. Right. And and way I got it with AT and T, I don't have a contract. Right. Well, and my wife does not want to go to contract. Period. Uh, we talked about yeah. it. And you don't have to go to contract. Right. But the difference between going to contract and not going to contract is your choices. Yeah, you got a freedom to go to whoever you want to. Right. And so yeah, we you know we're loving it, but. Today, you know, one of the things that when we made our purchases, Best Buy included a $100 gift card per phone. Right. So today, my wife and uh, we went to Best Buy, and we got the Galaxy Buds 2, you know, for headphones. So that was 100 bucks a piece? Yeah. And, that, and that's... And that was the cheap one, right? That, that was the middle range. Mm -hmm. The absolute cheapest um, were the Buds Live. Um, neither one of us liked the you know the way that those were set up yeah. because the the speaker part mm -hmm. you know how with most earbuds they go in your you go inside the ear channel right the ear canal these do not they sit right over them I've actually seen those and actually listened to those yeah it's not bad yeah but like for me you know when do I listen most or the most is when I'm listening to an audiobook trying to go to sleep right. That will I'll, they'll fall out of my ear in a heartbeat. Right. And I will lose that. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to go that route. But, you know, I'm just saying, you know, for something that uh, when you're out on patrol or something, you know. Right. But. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it didn't sound bad at all. Yeah. The uh, thing that they were actually $150. Yeah. Um, but. Walmart had the deal for them for 110, and so we went to them and said, "Let's price, you know, what, you know they price have match. a price match." Yeah. yeah. Best Buy actually is really good about that. Mm -hmm. Walmart is not. 
Uh, Walmart don't care. Yeah. They used to. No, they never did. They did for a while. Um, Maybe back in the 70s and 80s. No, uh, up until about 2015, they were actually price matching to Best Buy. Mm -hmm. If it was the same product, they would price match. (laughs) I've been watching this one video showing the stuff that you don't want to buy at Walmart. Yeah. And it's the stuff that people buy every day. Right. (laughs) I'm like, damn. It's like I told my wife, I said, why not go over to Best Buy, you know, because we have those gift cards. Yeah. You know, it's only going to be 20, 25 bucks out of pocket in addition instead of spending 110 bucks a piece. Right. And she's like, well, that's a good point. Yeah. So that's what we did. And, you know, and I've, I've been doing my research mm-hmm. on them. There's this next set that I'm planning on getting. But uh, I'm just not sure about it yet. Yeah. Well, Google's making a pair of earbuds, too. Uh, they've made it. I don't trust anything Google does. Well, the Google Buds, you know, they looked pretty impressive, but it's they look more like the um, uh, AirPods. And I right. just did not care for that, where you have that stick sticking out of your ear. Yeah, that would get annoying pretty quick. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to sleep and, you're, right. and you roll over on that ear. It's not going to be comfortable. Right. So, you know, we, we looked at that and said, no, we're not going to do that. We wanted to stay in the Samsung ecosystem. Right. Um, one of the things I'm discovering is Samsung products are really good about interworking with everything within the ecosystem together. Well, of course. But, I mean, like, very well knit. Well, have you seen those new... Uh, earbuds that are coming out with now it looks kind of like an earring now no i hadn't seen it, it kind of clips to your ear no i hadn't seen those huh. it looks kind of neat now some of the you ones i want to do that away from the, uh, the microphone yeah <laughs> um now some of the ones that i saw that are neat are like the sunglasses you know they have the it's a bone conduction speaker yeah that's what the ones that stand on the outside that's what they are right and I think that's a neat concept, but it, from what I've heard on them, they don't have the same vibrance of sound. Well, that's because it's going toward your bone. Right. And not directly into your eardrum. Right. Which actually saves your ear. Yeah, this is true. And but, you can actually hear what's going on around you. Yeah, this is true. But We got a couple of guys at work that's got those. Yeah. But, you know, one product I wish that they would have you know, kept it going in, instead of killing it in the beta. What's that? Was the Google Glass concept. It was a pair of glasses that had a ability to uh, display stuff on the frame. Well, my, my only downfall is with that is it will ruin your eyes after a while. Uh, from what I saw, no, it didn't. The reason why they're, they, going to, they're going to tell you that, but in all reality, a doctor is going to tell you it's going to ruin your eyes. Well, from what I saw, the main <clears throat> reason why they discontinued it was actually privacy concerns. Because think about you, you know, if you're used to wearing glasses all the time, mm-hmm. you walk in, you know, walk into the bathroom or anything of that like that nature, mm-hmm. and you've got that camera still on, or don't even realize it's still on. Yeah, you're recording shit. You don't need to be recording. Right. 
not to mention if you if you own those and you worked for say the Pentagon. Think about some you know pro, you know some. Oh hell, they got pins that do that for them. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a little harder to do that by accident. No, not really. Most of them do it on purpose. Yeah. But with the Google Glass, you could claim that you did it. You know, you didn't even think about it. No, they'll, they'll say you did it on purpose. <laughs> it was a neat. It was a neat concept. Yeah. And for and realistically, what that's dealing with the concept of augmented reality. Right. So, you think about you know most fighter pilots now their um, their uh, helmets have what's called a heads-up display. Yeah. Built into the the, the helmet itself. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it's doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I do understand at the time the software was a little janky. Um, well, not for the Pentagon or for the fighter jets. It's right. It's state of the art for the fighter jets. Yeah, but for Google Glass, it was a little janky on getting it to work with your phone fully. Mm -hmm. Now, at the time, USB-C was just emerging, so... I would think, you know, setting up a wireless display using the USB-C interface wouldn't be that hard. Yeah. So, you know, now would probably be a good time for them to revisit that as a thought. Hmm. Well, if you put that in the suggestion. I might. Say, hey, look, the USB-C protocols. I want credit for it, too. Yeah. You know, make that possible. Why not think, you know, reconsider that now that you've got... And they, they probably have reconsidered it, but it's probably not cost-effective. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I know that back then, micro-USB... But then again, they probably did that, but the only people that can use it is the military. Right. And it could be that the military literally said, no, you can't have, you know, you can't sell this outside the military. Because, right. hell, it could yeah, it could interfere with their equipment. Yeah. Probably, you know. This is absolutely true. <clears throat> But there's, you I'm know, surprised you ain't cold yet. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm starting to get there. <laughs> I was there as soon as I stepped out of the truck. <laughs> well, I've got well, a lot more fluff to me. Well, that and you had not started taking that beta blocker yet either. No, I'll. I've got to pick that up tonight. Um, well, you might as well just wait till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm. A, I'm not going to start it till tomorrow morning. So might as well just pick it up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I've got to be at my uh, site or my counselor's appointment anyway. So. so that's on the way. Yeah. But, yeah. Is that the only thing they gave you? Is just the new beta bulger? Yeah, for the time being. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What vitamins are you liking? Um, I haven't gotten that result just yet. So. Oh. All right, let me check my phone to see if that result yet. Nope, no result yet. Mm -hmm. But you know how that goes. Right. <sighs> time for a break. Yeah, it's time for a commercial break, folks. Uh, we will be back with y'all in a few moments. <laughs>
And we're back, folks. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our sponsors. Um, yeah, while we were on break, we actually took a moment to uh, do a compare and contrast just on the camera capabilities between the Note 9. Oh, i got to learn mine a little bit better, too. Yeah, and the S23 Ultra. And in all honesty, we've, you know, the amount of time that either one of us has spent playing with the camera functionalities is probably about the same. Yeah. Um, because I don't, you know, I don't normally try to do See, that kind of you stuff. You can put yours on night, and it'll probably be a lot better picture. Probably, but I will try to remember to post a picture yeah. on our website so yeah. they can find it. You know, of course, if you guys haven't found our website, it is arshadows.com, um, which also has a link to our Discord server. Um, but um, so that people can actually see the comparison and. Night Wolf, would you be willing to send me a copy of one of the pictures you took? I've already deleted it. Oh, you already have? Rats. Because it would be nice to see, you know, a side-by-side -side comparison. Yeah. For them to see that night oh. and day difference. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to be a night and day difference, yeah. I mean... Because you went to a 200 zoom. Yeah. Mine only goes up to 10. Yeah. No, went up to 100x. There is no 200x on this one. No. But, but you said it had 200 zoom. No, on. it's 200 megapixels. Oh. But when you're in 200 megapixel mode, yeah. you can only do 6x zoom. Mm. But there, you know, the various modes will get you the higher yeah. zooms. Right. Because it's actually a combination between software and hardware that makes that zoom capable. Right. And that's where the AI chip comes in play, or the AI core that's in there. Right. Yeah, it comes into play. It can do things that you can't do manually. Right. It's really amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me to be impressed by a camera, that's saying something. Yeah. Well, hell, you get impressed about just about anything. Not really. I mean, cameras to me, you know, that's not been a very big important thing. Yeah. But this to me was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, that's pretty impressive. Right. So, yeah, that was really neat. Um, uh, what do you have on your list tonight? Nothing, really. Oh, really? Come on. you got to have something. <laughs> I kind of wished our uh, podcast would go like uh, Trump Jr.'s. Yeah. He's only been there you know, on there one year. He's already got 19,000. Yeah. But then again, his name alone carries right. so much. Right. But we're not well known yet either. Right. And I doubt we'll ever get that far. Right. So you know that you know this week is the uh, anniversary of the start of the Russian-Ukraine conflict. I can care less. It's all nothing but bogus anyway. Yeah. Well, and you know that Putin isn't backing down, which... Well, you do know that uh, he backed out of the uh, nuclear treaty. Yeah. Which I don't blame him, because at this you point... You know what that means, don't you? That means they're getting ready to go to war. No, he, stock, he can stockpile as many as he wants. Yeah, which means he's prepping for war, yeah. for actual world war. Right. Yeah. Who do you think is going to start, China or Russia? That's going to be a tough one. I know exactly who's going to start it. Who do you think? U.S. Preemptively, you know, par out of paranoia? No. You seen what they've been doing, hadn't you? With what? With all these so-called flying objects. Mm-mm. Yeah, they've been blaming it on everybody else. 
that just but is our, it was our government that was doing it. Right. Who you think has been doing the derailments? Our government. Yeah. But they're trying to blame the hell they were trying to blame it on Trump. Yeah, which is really weird. Which is stupid. Yeah. And right now there's a a line of car uh, cars and rail cars in the middle of a uh, farming town, mm-hmm. just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Don't you find that kind of suspicious? Yep. If I was them farmers, I'd be moving them damn things away from my crops. Yep. Especially if they have the company named Monsanto on them anywhere. No, there's no telling what kind of chemicals are in there. Right. Yeah. And on the side of it, it just says Biden's. Because <laughs> that's who are the ones that are doing it. Yeah. So, also, you know the uh, student le- debt uh, forgiveness plan that Biden's been pushing? Yeah. You know that it's going before the Supreme Court now, right? Yeah, and you know they're going to deny it, deny it too, don't you? Yeah. Well, and- here's the thing. You went to college. Mm-hmm. You should pay the debt. Right. Not the American people. Right. Well, I've heard you know, so many But, yes, they could knock the price down a little bit. Yeah. They could knock it down, yeah. Well, and, you know, you look at how much, you know, even if you, you know, start paying on it right after you get out of college, you do realize that that interest rate is going to eat you for breakfast. It depends. It depends on how you do it. Right. It's like my daughter, they were paying on theirs as they were going to college. Right. They wasn't waiting, you know, every semester. They were paying on it the whole time. Right. And by the time they got out, it was a little or nothing that they had to pay. And it's all according on how you set it up. Right. If you're going to wait till the very end to start paying on it, that's your fault. Right. Interesting. I'd never thought about that. That's why it's like I tell my youngest one, if you go to college, make sure you get you a part-time job and start paying on your college tuition. Before you ha- before you get Before out. each semester. Yeah. That way at least it knocks it down some. Right. And if you do that, by the time you graduate, it's a little or nothing. Right. But most people don't do that. Yeah, because all they want to do is party. Right. Well, you know, when I was in college, I was working full-time and... <clears throat> And going to school full time, I didn't have time to party. Right. And but I, you had you had other times to waste that money on something else. Yeah. Instead of paying for your tuition. Mostly that was wasting on housing. Well, that's where you get that's where you're supposed to get a loan, um, uh, student loan for the uh, housing. Right. But my student loan wouldn't cover that. They wouldn't. That's co- why you got to get another. Yeah. But yeah, it was just it was not a. Very pretty picture. But the way my daughter's was set up, the tuition and the housing was together. Right. But the other thing that, and I've heard, you know, and I've heard so many different sides of this. Yeah. And like I said, it all depends on how you set it up. Right. But college should not cost what it's costing now. Right. I mean, 40 years ago, you realize. Well, look what they're teaching you. They're not really teaching you what you're actually going for. Right. And you're not really learning anything. Right. You know, I can understand people going for fine arts and whatnot. Yeah, there's a lot of different things in fine arts. Right. But is it really going to pay your bills when you graduate? Right. Not really. 
And I agree. Unless you go to one of these bigger cities mm-hmm. that has a five fortune company mm-hmm. that you can work for. Right. Or become a doctor. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's just, you know, the cost, of, you know, in college is, you know, much more than what it should be. Yeah. Period. Right. There's just no, no bounds about it. And, and, you know, I get it. They have to go with the times. Right. But they don't have to rip people off. Right. And that is, bottom line, that's what's happening yeah. is that students are getting ripped off. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is you think about how long has it been that, you know, and it hasn't, it's only been a short period of time that they changed their mind on pushing trade schools. Right. But for a long time, it was pushed that if you don't go to college, you're not going to amount to anything. Well, you know why they're pushing trade schools, don't you? Why? It's because most of these people that are retiring, Mm -hmm. nobody's taking their place. Right, so they've got to have somebody. Yes. But it's also the fact that, you know, there's trade schools, people are actually learning skills where they can actually make money. Right. But still, yeah, you're still being a slave. Right. You're being enslaved to the system. Right. So no matter what you do, no matter what color you are, or what race you are, or what gender you are, you're a slave. Right. But, you know, I don't think that people, you know, the government should be paying for the student, you know, paying off the student, everyone's student debts. I do think that there needs to be a way to reduce the cost. Yes, that's, that's the one thing they can do is reduce it, mm-hmm. but they don't need to get it to where they, they don't pay for it. Right. Well, and colleges, you know. And your main colleges like Stanford, um, uh, you know, all your Ivy League schools. Yeah, all your Ivy League schools, Mm -hmm. they charge way too much and they don't teach you shit. Right. And. Because over half the Arkansas lawyers ain't worth a damn. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you look at even in our our, uh, community college that we have here in town, you do realize that they're, you know, they're charging what the Ivy Leagues did 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's still too much yeah. for a community college education. Right. Um, so And knowing that it's not really going to the professors, it's going towards the school itself. Right. And professors are only getting the minimal. Right. Yeah, the professors end up getting ripped off massively. Right. They always do. Except for your Ivy League ones. Right. But, yeah, there's got to be more to it. There needs to be less money being spent. Well, that's what I said. We need to re- re- redo the government. Right. We, we need to put things right. Right. We need to reprioritize things that actually matter to American values. Right. Yeah, this gender identity politics. Yes. There should be no government you know, money being involved right. in all that shit. And, you know, yes, you should go to college, no matter if it's a trade school college. Or an Ivy League, right. or a community college. Right. That's way you can better get a better job. Right. But you got to be top of your class in order to get that better job. Right. And with a lot of places that are automating a lot of things, people mm-hmm. are having to compete with machines. Right. And really, when you get down to it, it's kind of hard to compete with the machine. Why would I want to compete with a machine when I know the machine's going to outdo me? Right. Because the machine doesn't need a break. Right. It's never going to get tired. And it never has a day off. Right. Never has uh, paid vacations. Right. So, I mean, there's just a lot, you know. And they can work 24-7. Right. 
And they, and they don't have to be paid. Right. So, But yeah. they do have to pay somebody to work on them when they break down. Yeah. And that is something that our generation does not fully grasp, or this nearest generation does not fully grasp. It's not a matter of if something breaks down. It's, it's when. when. And that, this is coming from somebody that has enjoyed and been in the technology scene well, and, most uh, of my life. Yeah. And a, a lot of other things is, is preventive maintenance. Right. A lot of people don't know how to do that. No. Well, the, yeah. If I see some type of wear on something, yeah, I'm going to change it out. Right. If it's still good enough to keep for a backup or mm-hmm. just in case, yeah. I'll keep it. Well, it's like, you know, washers and dryers, you know. 40 years ago, they built those things to last mm-hmm. 20, 30 years. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then all you got to do is change a couple of things, and it'll still last 30 more years. Right. But these new ones, they're not meant to last that long. They're not, you know. Uh, yes and no. If you get the electronic ones, they don't last no time. Right. But if you get the manual ones, right. all you got to do is replace a couple of parts, and it's good to go again. Right. But it's all those stupid sensors like, like our washing machine, you know, if it's even a hair out of balance, mm-hmm. it will not run. Yeah, I get that. And it's very annoying. Yeah. Well, it's like your heat sensors on your dryer. Mm-hmm. You know, when your heat sensor goes out, nine times out of ten, it's either the sensor or the... Um, or the element. Yeah, well, the element. Yeah. And that's an easy fix. Yeah. And sometimes it could be the belt. Mm-hmm. And the belt's an easy fix, but it's not an easy fix. Right. It's They're a, a pain in the ass. It's a cheap fix, but it's a pain in the ass pain fix. Ass, yeah. And that's what most of these people are losing. Right. Well, that and how but many people? You, you go to these electronic ones, and you have to replace the motherboard, you mm-hmm. better, you're better off just buying a new machine. Mm-hmm. Or converting an uh, electronic one into a manual. Mm-hmm. Well, how many times have you, and you've seen this, I know you've seen this, where people will, you know, they'll buy a new car, and about a year, it stops performing the way that it used to, and, you know, what do they do? No, well, no, it's not necessarily that. They're trying to keep up with the Joneses when it comes to that. Well, that's yes and no, but there's also, you know, that's part of the problem, yes. That's the main problem, because um, my cousin does it. And they'll trade in, but when I'm talking about the young kids, you know, they don't want to apply any preventative maintenance and realize the investment, and so they trade in right. immediately mm-hmm. before they've had a chance to actually have any value. Well, if they if they did their research, you know, if they did a research, mm-hmm. they find out the car, the part costs more than the car itself. Yeah, it's time to get rid of the car. Right. But if we're talking, you but know, if you're talking about changing an alternator or starter or something or a battery, right? That's the cheapest route you can go. Right, but they'll still trade it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For no reason. Right. And you know, and then people wonder why the United States has such a waste problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because people well, don't repair things anymore. Well, that that's our problem. Mm-hmm. We're the ones that didn't teach our kids that. Mm-hmm. Well, we we basically pampered our kids. Yeah. We didn't teach them the real life. Right. So you can't blame it on today's kids. You have to blame it on the parents. Right. And that is, you know, a huge mistake that... You know, that we made. Yeah. As, as a whole. And I don't think anyone realized... What Even we I'm were. guilty of that mistake. Yeah. But I don't think anybody of us realized what we were doing. 
Well, we were trying to give our kids a better life, mm-hmm. but we did it the wrong way. Right. You know, it goes back to that point. You give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Mm-hmm. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Right. And see, that was just it. We were giving stuff to them and not teaching them how to do it on their own. Right. And so now you've got... So that's when I had to convert to teaching my youngest one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so many times, you know, I'm seeing people that are just absolutely crippled for life mm-hmm. because they didn't learn those critical steps when they needed to learn them. right and so now if they do if they manage to learn it it's going to be a bitch eh, not really it's easier to learn that stuff than it is than what you think it's if they if they decide they're going to roll up the sleeves and make an attempt right, right. The problem is, is that the majority of this newer generation refuses to roll up their sleeves and make a valid attempt. Yeah. They'd just rather rack up a larger debt. And it's like my oldest daughter, you know, when I was teaching her how to drive, the first thing I taught her was how to change a tire. Mm-hmm. And I didn't help her one bit. Right. You know how long it took her to change a tire? How long? Three hours. How did you keep your patience with that? I was sitting there laughing the whole time. <laughs> but her boyfriend finally had to help her. What it was is she couldn't break the lug nuts. Mm. But I was trying to show her and tell her how to do it. Mm-hmm. She just wouldn't listen. Right. So her boyfriend had to show her. Well, and that's the other thing that kind of goes hand in hand with this is this younger generation, they don't feel like they have to listen to us. Right. That's why I was kind of glad her boyfriend was there. Yeah. <laughs> Because they were basically the same age, so she was listening to him. Right. Yeah. Even though you you two were probably saying the exact same thing. We were we were both sitting there laughing at her. Yeah. I think when I teach my daughter to you know to change a tire, I'm probably going to video it. That's what I did with mine. I just can't find the video now. Uh, I think my daughter uh, deleted it. Yeah, you know, found it and deleted it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in 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 uh, three or four places. Well, I had it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> In blackmail time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it's, I would say if you had a standard, it's a good time to teach them how to drive a standard. But today's kids, I don't know. Right. You might as well get a clutch replacement and all that. Yeah. I've watched a parent at where I work uh, try to take their kid, you know, and give them a driving test Mm -hmm. and they're pulling out of the school or trying to pull out of the school five minutes in the kid hops out and got mad and got no was literally on the ground rocking back and forth (laughs) a pure anxiety attack and see and that's and that's just it they're they're playing this a victim role right and they're not a victim right they just don't want to do the damn work yep so that's when you start, you're going to have to start doing the uh, hard stuff. Right. You're going to have to make them do this shit. Mm-hmm. They don't do it, then they have to walk home. Yeah. Well, I remember when I first learned to drive, I, was, I started really late you know, for our generation. Um, I was 19 when I got my driver's license. <laughs> I was 14. Well, the main reason being was that my parents did not want the insurance to go up 
until I was able to work full time to pay for it. Right. You know. Well, see, my parents just wanted me to get my driver's license. So that way, I didn't have to do the get the ID, then get the driver's license. Right. I didn't really start driving until my senior year. Right. But um, I remember my uncle actually took me out to drive, and he and I had just we were just going and kicking the you know kicking you know goofing off. Mm-hmm. And he finally, he stops the car, he gets out and says, get in the driver's seat. Yeah. And, and at first I was like, no, 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 no. We're not going anywhere until, you know, because you're driving. Right. If, we, if we're if we here, you know, six months, guess what? We're here six months. Right. And that's the way you need to be. Yeah. That you're not going to budge on it. Mm-hmm. And I learned. Yeah. And see, and that's sometimes, sometimes we got to do that. Yeah. It was that sink or swim and, scenario. And it was and it was easy, wasn't it? At first it wasn't. Was you on an automatic or standard? On a standard. Yeah, under, standards I can understand. Right. Well, his point, because at first I was like, well, I'll just learn to drive on an automatic, and then I'll learn to drive on a standard. And he's like, no, you're learning how to do a standard first. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Right. Well, and what kind of makes me mad with today's auto manufacturers is do you realize how difficult it is to get standards these days you have to you have to uh, order it yeah special order it yeah and they are but there, there are some cars that come with the standard just right. not very many right and you it's very hard to find them you know in a, in a lot now yeah and you know whenever you do get a standard they're going to jack up the price actually the standards are actually cheaper than automatics not anymore yeah they're always going to be cheaper well, the main reason they're not as cheap now is because they're in a big demand. Right. If they wasn't in a big demand, it'd be the opposite. Right. Well, that and you got to remember that the government's been pushing this narrative. They want to move everybody to EVs. Yeah, but I wish the American people would actually wake up and smell the coffee, especially yeah. these manufacturers. Yeah. Because well, knowing that we don't have the power grid to do that. Right. In all reality, like I said, if we had the power grid, it would make sense. But there was a guy that I was listening to. He said, it's good to do the EVs, electric car, a gas-powered car, a hydro car, mm-hmm. and a uh, nuclear car. Mm-hmm. It's good to have that as options. Right. You don't need to do one. Right. you got to have options. Right. And that's one thing that... Well, look at China. Mm-hmm. You know what China's trying to do, don't you? Uh-uh. They're trying to block out the sun. Why? So they can control their people. So they can control the power grid. Oh, my God. Because, you know, everybody's wanting to go to solar. Yeah. So that's what the U.S. is going to try to do. So oh. they can control the people. Oh, my God. That's, that's why they're pushing all this UV shit. Right. So then you are literally, you know, at the government's mercy. And right. there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Oh my God, <laughs> it's gonna get, it's gonna get nasty. Yeah, hopefully I, by then I'm dead by then. Yeah. Because if it gets any worse, I might have to start shooting some people. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean that literally. Yeah. Because this is getting ridiculous out there. Yep. Go ahead, keep on talking for a sec. But uh, the um, thing, damn it. Uh, <laughs> Don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah, because I know um, 
because they're talking about having all electric cars out by 2030 mm -hmm. or 2035. Yeah. That's impossible. Yeah. There's no way, you know. You know cause you Plus, you got to get the electric grid up to standard. Right. There's That's no going to take at least 60 years. If not at more. The, at the rate they're going. Right. And, uh, hell, look at the damn road department. Look how long it takes them to build a fucking road. Yeah. Well, how long did it take them to do uh, Little Rock Highway? What, almost sixty years? Yeah, and they're still not done. Yeah, well, now now they're now it's a matter of expanding and patching. Yeah, look how long it's taken uh, my area. Yeah, they should have already been done. Yeah, well, because um, they said they were supposed to been done by March. Yeah, and yeah, our government, yeah, you know, they've put so much of a stigmata against. And making it so expensive to open nuclear power plants, but nuclear power plants, in all honesty, is the technology we need. To yes and no. We need to be looking at more nuclear fusion, not fission. Yeah. Because you know you got you got one problem with nuclear. Waste. Yeah, is the waste. Right, but if you go to true fusion, you won't have that. You'll waste. still have waste. Not near like that, and it won't be near. From that what much. the. Um, Scientist says you're still going to have waste. Yeah, you're going to have some waste, but it won't be near as much. And nuclear fusion's waste isn't as radioactive, yeah. and it has a much, much, much shorter yeah. half-life. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like these uh, battery, uh, these UV cars or EV cars. Yeah. You know how much dirt it takes to build one? Oh, God, yeah. You see how much land they're destroying just mm -hmm. to build one yeah. battery? Yeah, just for that lithium. Yeah. And, you know. Just for one. I mean, if we're going to do EVs, I mean. They need to get away from lithium. Right. That's the reason why, you know, in previous episodes we've talked about, you know, the salt-based batteries. And well, I don't care as long as it ain't hurting the planet. Right. The best thing to do is to stay with coal until they perfect everything else. Right. It's great to slowly bring it in. Right. But don't force it on everybody. Right. And not put, and they're pushing it so hard. Like, did you know that there was a $9,000 credit if you bought an EV this year? Right. $9,000. Mm-hmm. Now, in all reality, that doesn't really balance it out because, you know, EVs are so damn expensive anyway. Right. And just think, and those cars are basically throwaway cars. Yeah. They're not meant to be serviced. And uh, from my understanding is, is they don't last that long. Yep. And when it becomes wintertime, you're fucked. Yep. Well, I w was just reading on Slashdot today, and I didn't really get a chance to really read the article. What was really interesting is that there's a new trend that's coming in the Asian markets where they're hot-swapping batteries. Yeah. Instead of, you know, you know, driving up to the charging station and charging... You know, they will swap out the batteries. To me, that's a waste of time. Yeah. Well, the idea behind it is, you know, if you're at a charging station, you realize just to get half of a charge, you're going to be at, there at least four hours. Well, well, when they got, they got what they call superchargers that charges within an hour. But you're going you're gonna to be paying out the ass, too. Right. And so... And the other thing, it actually, when you actually compare dollars to dollars, how mm -hmm. much it costs you per gallon mm -hmm. or per mile, you are actually not saving a dime. Well, and look, look at it this way is the, um, 
gas is actually cheaper than the electric. Yes. So they're going to charge you, say, for maybe a, a not even a, a, a fourth of a tank or right. a third of a tank. Right. You're looking at probably 45, 50 bucks. Right. When you do it with a gas, you're almost on full. Right. And so you will get a lot further, and plus you're on the road quicker. Yeah. But also with the EVs, they're talking about adding a road tax. Well, yeah. I mean, I can understand that because of the simple fact that, you know, how are our roads supposed to be paid for? And we're already paying road tax as it is, but right. they're, they're talking about tripling it. Yeah. Well, what they're doing is... It's they're a, not thinking. Well, they're trying to compensate for the fact of fewer people needing to buy gasoline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the roads are usually funded by gas taxes. Yep. Now, if fewer people are driving uh, in driving regular vehicles, they're going to um, not be paying the gas tax. Right. So I think, you know, having this, you know, an appropriate tax on the EV charging to balance the equation would be the right way. No, to they're talking about doing a separate tax. Right. A separate road tax. Yeah. Not just adding it to the bill, not to the right. electric bill. So then if you're driving a regular vehicle, now you're paying twice the taxes. And see, in most of your car lots are not wanting to do this because they're having to buy the cars and they're also having to buy the charging stations and all that. Right. And having somebody to install all that. Right. So these car dealers ain't wanting to do that. Well, not only that, the, the car dealers understand that it's not sustainable. Right. I mean, it's a nice thought. Even the kindergarten knows it's not sustainable. Yeah. That's the, that's the bad part. Well, I mean, a kindergartner understands, okay, if I have a radio control car, which essentially, you know, is the same thing as an EV, just mm-hmm. on a much smaller scale. Right. You know, AA batteries don't last very long. Yeah. And you look at putting a car charging station at your own house. Mm-hmm. You know how much that's going to raise your electric bill? Oh, God, yeah. You will easily quadruple. Yeah. Easily. And the bigger the vehicle you get, the longer it takes to to charge. Mm -hmm. Because they were talking about the Hummers. Mm -hmm. It took seven days to get fully charged. Mm -hmm. And it didn't get near near the distance. Right. No, it got the full distance. It got the 300 miles average? Yeah. That's but it took seven days to fill it, right? to charge it. It shouldn't take that long to charge a battery. Right. Well, and you've heard that they've been trying to push the, you know, the EV technology into you know, EMS, you know, police and... Well, uh, you do know, uh, not FedEx, but uh, UPS is fully electric now. No, I did not know that. In the bigger cities. Okay. But not here yet. Right. But... You know, you stop and think about this. If your fire department goes completely electric, right? Mm-hmm. If they answer one fire in a night mm-hmm. and another fire pops up, guess what? They're not going to be able to come out until that thing's charged. Right. Because those are going to be some big-ass vehicles with a Well, that's probably charge. where they'll end up having a secondary system. I hope so. You know, more of like a hybrid. Yeah. No, a secondary battery system. Right. 
Well, one thing I thought about was, do you remember back in the late 90s, there was actually a growing trend where they were making biofuel out of waste from restaurants. Yeah. Now, it didn't smell good. It smelled like burgers and fries. Right. But it sure as hell got got you where you needed to go. Well, yeah, that was actually a fantasy there. I don't think they really got it to working right. No, they had it working. There were several people that were doing it. Well, and it's like the um, aqua car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine and dandy, but the problem is eventually you're going to run out of water. Right. Well, from what I understand, water-powered cars or hydrogen-powered cars more specifically, Mm -hmm. whether you're braking... But still yet, you'll have that problem of running out of water. Right. Well, the byproduct, from what I understand, was water. Yeah, it would just run out your tailpipe. No, you're not getting it. Eventually, we'll run out of drinking water. Yeah, this is true, especially if everybody's on it. Yes. Uh, unless we get just to- just like we are with the EVs. Right. We're still going. We're still going to run into the same damn problem. Right. Look at the oil problem. Mm-hmm. Problems. Right. We're running into that. Well, right, and realistically, the only way to solve the the uh, oil use predicament ultimately mm-hmm. would be to encourage cities to build everything in tighter so that you would have people that lived where, you know, close to where they worked and so they would be able to just walk back and forth. Or have a rail system. Right. And that's what the bigger cities do. Right. And smaller cities can't do that because they can't afford that kind of system. Right. And you know Arkansas is probably never going to get a rail system. You remember that um, that environmentalist uh, Gretchen? Yeah. What a hack. Yeah, she's nothing but a joke. Yeah. Because uh, she was bitching and complaining that Chinese were uh, making too many chopsticks. What? What are chopsticks made out of? Bamboo. Exactly. And that's what one of the guys told her, one of the reporters, like, you idiot, they're made out of bamboo. And bamboo grows like weeds. Yeah. Uh, they basically made her look like a fool. Well, she always was a fool. She's nothing more than a paid actress. Mm-hmm. That's all she was. You and know what she drives? What? Just take a wild guess. A uh, first-generation Hummer? No. What? She actually drives a sensible car. What? I believe it was a Honda. It was either a Honda or a Toyota. Yeah. Well, an electric car. She right. actually did that part. Right. Well, and that's, I think, really... But if you're going to be an activist, do your research first. Right. <clears throat> so you don't make uh, somebody make a fool out of you. Right. Well, I'll never forget her, you know, making the statement on TV, her generation's going to do this and that, and we're, I'm over here going, bitch, please, half of your generation... Don't want to do shit. Doesn't even know how to get, you know, which bathroom to be in. Right. Or how to wipe their ass. Right. They have to get their parents to wipe their ass for them. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, <laughs> getting, it's going to continue to get worse. It really is. Yeah. And like I said, hopefully by then I won't be alive. Yeah. But there's no telling when World War III is actually going to break out. Yeah. It can break out at any time. Yeah. Well, between China floating, you know, that spy balloon, and now, you know, now they're all pissy about it. Yeah, that we shot it down. Right. Well, they shouldn't have flown it over here in the first place. Exactly. And all the um, 
these so-called flying UFOs in the air here lately. But it, it, it's come from our government. Right. Well, And I mean, that's what these people don't fucking realize. Right. Well, I mean, if you stop to think about this, by all technicality, calling it a UFO is correct. Because we don't know what that well, is. Well, they call it something different now. AUV or something like right. that. Something, you know. But Some type of nature. But technically, that you know, calling it a UFO is accurate because we don't know what the hell it is. Problem is, we do. All right, they don't want to tell us. Yeah. Because so you can you see it plain sight. Mm. But the one thing that the government has, this is how you know it's fake, is an alien ship has compulsion, right? It's going to have a unique propulsion, yeah. These don't. What are they being propelled by? Regular engines. But, you know, are we looking at combustion? Like, you know, like well, a that part I, that part I don't know. And that's that's the thing I'm not understanding. And from what I understand, these things are able to make... But they're not as fast as an actual spaceship. Right. Because our F, uh, F-23s can keep up with it. Mm-hmm. No, the, yeah. and the 35s can, too. Well, not the 23s, but the 35s. The biggest problem is coming into play is that these things are able to make maneuvers that even our, our most, planes can't make. Right. So what is up with that? Right. Honestly, I think it was the government running a test, you know, testing of a new spacecraft, or not spacecraft, but aircraft. Yeah. And we had probably just gotten through recalibrating our um, uh, radars. Yeah, but the thing, the, uh, the other thing is, is they're not. We're not um, capable of doing warp speed yet. No. But these were. Right. Well, fashion and light travel has been a massive dream. And, and, it's, uh, and it's a pipe other, dream for us. And the other thing is, is these other spaceships, that the actual real spaceships, yeah, they go through a portal. Mm-hmm. How they do it, I don't know. Well, there's been many theories, and I've heard a lot of those theories. Right. But the most prevalent is the concept of opening a bubble, right? Essentially, you know, a ripple in mm-hmm. the fabric of space and time. Right, but you can't see it. Right. That, that's the freaky part. You can't see it. Right. You're dealing with some serious quantum physics. Yeah, it's something that we can't wrap our heads around yet. Right. We'll we'll get there one day, but I doubt it. I don't think our 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 civilization will live long enough to see that. Yeah. I really don't think our civilization has more than a hundred years left. Yeah. And do you really think that we actually landed on the moon? Yes. We didn't. What makes you say that? When you look at the film, you see the flag waving, right? Right. There is no atmosphere. Yes, there's no atmosphere. However... How is the flag moving? um, That has to do with the fact that as they were putting it in place... No. Mm Mm-mm. Yep. It was all faked. I don't know. I I don't buy that one, but it is possible. Well, even uh, Neil Armstrong said it was fake. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, because he's dead. The recent, the most recent one that came out. Uh, you're you're talking about um, what's his face, uh, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, well, he said it was all fake. Right, but was he paid to say that, or? And it's it's possibility. Right, that's what I'm trying to get at. See, it's, they we were more interested in Mars than we were the Moon. Right. 
but yet they're talking about there's already uh, buildings on the moon it's on itself. Well, we I, just can't see it because it's on the opposite side. Right. Well, I do know that SpaceX is seriously working on a colonization project. Right, but they're going to do it mainly on Mars and not the moon. Really. Right. That's the main. You know, they don't want it. The moon's already. We've already hit the moon from SpaceX's mindset. Yeah. It's time to go past the moon. Right. And stop robbing our planet and the moon, and not rob the moon of resources. That's if you can get any kind of resources off of it. Right. Because, hell, they've been saying it's metal. Right. Well, the big thing, if you think about this, okay, if it's metal, I mean, we could be mining it and then shipping it. And Okay, see if you you can answer this. Hmm. Okay, on Earth, the sun brings light, right? Mm -hmm. So why don't it bring light in space? It does. No, it don't. Yeah, it does. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, light travels you know all over the place. If you can see something, you're getting light. We're talking about how you know how it does on Earth, mm-hmm. where it pretty much lights up the whole planet. Mm-hmm. So you go to Mars. Why can't it mar- uh, do Mars? Uh, greater distance as one, so it takes longer for light to reach Mars than it does Earth. One. But you you see what I'm saying is that, that, that kind of stuff kind of makes you wonder. Yeah. There's a lot of physics that why goes is it, behind it. It's like, why is it nighttime when the sun's up? Right. It's like, when you go up to space during the day, mm-hmm. why is it nighttime up there? Um, you know? Right. <laughs> well, honestly, I think it's at that point because time is... I think it has something relevant. to do with the gases. No, it's time is relevant at that point, and so you're pretty much facing the sun at all points in time. Mm-hmm. Um, because remember, like the International Space Station, it is its primary fuel is actually solar. Yeah. So it has. Why, to why do you think it stays in Earth's orbit? Right, but it has to stay pointing at the sun for it to have power. Right. But uh, it's just there's a lot of science into right. it. Right. Well, in, in the vacuum, solar actually is a is a viable technology in a vacuum. Yeah. But as far as on Earth, I don't see it being Well, true. if they leave the sun alone, it might work. Right. But they're not going to. You and I right. both know that. Right. And, you know, it's kind of like the moon. Mm-hmm. Why is it all different shapes every night? Mm-hmm. Well, that has to do with... Um, I think that has to do with gases and stuff. No. What, you know, the scientific explanation, if I remember correctly, is it's the way that it, it's you know, sitting behind the planet... So only a certain amount of light can reach it. So basically, point. say, say it's, you're in China and it's a full moon, mm-hmm. but here it's only a half a moon. Um, yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I do apologize. I'm getting drowsy. Yeah. But it is weird how that does that. Yeah, it is. And most nights it just disappears. Yeah. But you know, it really doesn't disappear. You just right. can't see it. Exactly. And it's just because of the way that light is sitting. Right. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, and like I said, light you know, and the and the astrophysics behind it all, mm-hmm. a lot, some of it is very easy to grasp. Other parts, not they so make much. It, they kind of make it a little too difficult to understand. You're right. Now, um, now did you see that one part where um, the Supreme Court's talking about um, overruling the votes? Yeah. 
Uh, I hope that's true, but yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, from my understanding, is they're in talks, but there's no telling how long that's going to take. Right. Not to mention to actually drug through the evidence, and the Democrats have had plenty of time to destroy evidence. Actually, they got all the evidence in the world to basically uh, impeach every one of them. Yeah. Over half the Congress and. Assuming, assuming that there's been no sabotage, but you and I both know sabotage. Right. Somebody's going to sabotage something. Right. Yeah. So uh, something I started last week that I do want to continue in with this tradition is, you know, a Bible verse. You know, that is something I want to, I do want to continue that. You should have done that at the beginning. I know, and I didn't. Um, but um, the Bible verse I'm bringing in here is from Hebrews 12.2. Um, it says, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith, for the joy that lay before him endured, endured a cross that dis, and despised, uh, endured a cross and despised the shame and has uh, sat down at the right hand of God's throne. You know, so what does that mean to you? To me, that means you know, all the trials that we've been through yeah, in comparison, are nothing compared to what Jesus did. We need to keep our eyes on Him and not our problems. And yes, I know I need to take that advice personally. I struggle with it, and you know that. Um, so, you know, that's one of the reasons why it's. But what else does it mean to you besides that? You know, there's like two or three different meanings in there. Right. Um, Right now, that's the only one that really sticks out to me. But I think that's just because of the fact that it's the... Something you need to do. Right. It's the, hey, i got to work on this. Yeah. But you also got to understand that God can't fix all your problems. you got to do 90% of the work. Right. But it's kind of the same... Okay, so if you're climbing a hill, right? Mm-hmm. Or climbing a mountain. Okay, if you keep, you know, if you have your target set on something else other than the top, you will never reach that top. Uh, I can, uh, depends if you're a multitasker or not. Right. Well, you know, and generally speaking, you know, you want to keep that eye there, you know, most of the time. Well, actually, you're kind of wrong. What makes you say that? You gotta be. You gotta know your surroundings. Right. I mean, yes, you gotta know your surroundings, but that's basically part of it. Right. But you've still got to keep that as the goal. Well, yeah. Your goal is to get to the very top, but you also gotta know your surroundings. Yeah. You gotta know what's next to you, what's mm-hmm. below you, and, if and what's you go, above you. And if you go this way, am I gonna run into a bigger problem right. and so forth? And it's a. It's more of a problem solving when you're climbing. Right. But I mean, and, but what I'm trying to get is, it's kind of that same thing. You still want to keep your eye on the on the prize, right? On the prize. Well, in this case, it's it's the entire foundation. You know, Jesus is our entire foundation. And of which, hope. Which, what is the foundation of hope? You know that we. What you know, let's, let's, let me put this up. What's your interpretation of it? That because of Jesus's death and what he did on the cross. That when I die, I will actually, because I've been saved, I will actually be able to reside with our Heavenly Father. And that that is, has nothing to do with hope. Yeah, it does. No, it don't. Because otherwise, without that... That's more faith than hope. Well, here's the, it is, it's both. 
because otherwise I'm condemned to hell. For some reason, I keep hearing a ticking noise. Mm -hmm. It wasn't from you, it was from someone else. Hmm. That's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah. as you were saying. But yeah, like I said, I think it's that we need to keep in perspective, you know, all the different things that as, you, you know. You hear it now? Yeah, I hear it. That's, I know what that is. That's myself. I'm too close to the thing. Um, it's realizing our problems are realistically small. Your, your problems ain't really problems. Right. And when you put it it's in comparison. It's more of an annoying, annoying right. whatever you want to call it, annoying right. whatever. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not important to you. But it, does, it needs, you know, we need to have that perspective to go, wait a minute, if Jesus can overcome that, you know, that, what he did, you know, overcome the grave, then I can overcome this through him. You do know Jesus has never fixed your problem. You do know that, right? You fix it. It's through him. Yeah. You know, it's him working through No, you. it's him making you think. He's making you do the work. Right, but it's him. He's not doing nothing but giving you confidence. Right. He's there with you. He's there in spirit, yes. Right. I, I think of it kind of like a coach or, I don't know, I, I think a better way would be to describe Jesus as the ultimate attorney. Well, that's the way you want to think about it. That's the way you think. Yeah. To me, he's just a regular guy doing regular shit. Right. Yeah, but he's there right there with you. Yeah. Yeah, he's in that trench with yes, you. you will die. Right. But your spirit will not. Exactly. So you're not truly dead. Right. And that's what we talk about, eternal life. Um, now, you know, you have the choice, you know, the choice, you know, follow Jesus and have eternal life to be with the Father. Well, that's where it kind of differs. Because God's going to be like this. Or it could be in your own mind that you have unfinished business. Mm -hmm. So that's where um, reincarnation comes into play. I don't. You reincarnate to somebody else, so you can fix whatever problem that you had. Uh, I disagree. That's that's and no. Seeing, seeing that, seeing that's just it. And see, that's the thing is, there's no nothing in scripture reference, you know, on that. Maybe not in the Holy Bible, but in his other scriptures. Yeah. The outside of the Bible those aren't those are not divinely inspired by how God how do you know how do you know they're, you they're don't com they're coming from the author of lies you don't know though that's the problem well if it's not coming from the father then it must be coming from how do you know they come from the father how do you know you don't know because you wasn't there you see what I'm saying yeah somebody might have been writing it but it could have been God that made him write that no, I think that's more the deceiver. Um, which <laughs> and see, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. You're closed-minded. You're not thinking outside the box. I get what you're saying, but I still disagree. Yeah, you're a closed-minded person always going to disagree. Well, always. The thing, though, is, is I've heard that argument before, but it doesn't, it doesn't ring true. And how, how do you know yours ring true? You don't. Yeah, this is true. I can't argue that one. <laughs> and see, that's, and that's just it. An atheist can actually argue with you on that. Right. You know. Except for the fact that I've 
I have a personal relationship. Yeah, you may have a personal relationship with him, but it don't necessarily mean he's actually helping you. It could be you doing it on your own. You don't know. As I said, he is helping me. You know, he is working through me. You know. No, he's not doing anything but making you think. Hmm. He's not doing it for you. You have to do it for yourself, or you ain't gonna get nowhere. Yeah. Just like the uh, fish analogy. Yeah, and you're right there. That's a good point. You oh. know, because he he can't fix everything for you. No. Now, if you go to Israel and go to this one temple, mm-hmm. he can fix a handicapped person. Yeah. Well, you look at you know many of the people. Uh, Maybe that's what you need to take your kids to is Israel. I would to love one, to to that one chapel. Do you know how much I would love just to take my family and go to the Middle East and see you know you know all of the you know the my places. my only issue is with that is we don't know if these natives are showing us the right areas. This is true. However, you can. Um, especially with, with events that happened in the Old Testament, and that's actually how historians... Unless you know how to read a map, you right. mean, you're going to get lost. Yeah, this is true. And reading a map, you know, I I can do it to a degree, not like I used the to. The GPS ain't going to help you. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's old, old shit. Right. But um, where th- what has happened is that a lot of the archaeologists will... And they actually use the Bible to find a lot right. of places. Right, right. Because they're, you know, Old Testament. But you are, know that it took a lot of math to figure that out. Yeah, a lot of math, a lot of um, reference points. No, math is mainly math. Right. Well, there's reference points too, like. Well, you know, math is reference points too. So. Yeah. Well, you talk about, you know, the, you know, in Genesis, you have a lot of talk about the Tigris and the Euphrates River. Yeah. So you know that area was kind of, you're looking at the uh, Delta region. Yeah. Well, you know, they're talking about the Euphrates River, you know, <coughs> losing the, all that water, right? Mm-hmm. They found that cave, right? Yeah. And they've been hearing sounds, right? Yeah. All that can be debunked. Yeah. Every bit of that can be debunked. Right. <laughs> and that's just it. Right. But if you notice nobody went inside the tunnel? Yeah, I don't think anyone's got the guts to do it. Right. They're too afraid. Right. Would you do it? I honestly can't say I would. I would. Your curiosity would overwhelm your, you know, your sense of, you know, your, your My sense, sense of, of adventure and curiosity would get get me. Yeah, they get you. Yeah. I'll go down there to see if it's actually true. Right. Be, and, it, and it's possible it could be. Yeah. If I ever were to manage to invent a time machine, you know where I would go. You're gonna laugh at me. And you're gonna think it's the cheesiest thing, but I honestly would go um, probably you know a few decades before Jesus first, so I could learn the language. Then you would have to stay there a while to learn the language. Right. That's the only downfall. Right. I, but just so I could learn the language, just so that I could. It, w- it would be nice if you actually went back into time mm-hmm. and language actually switched then. Yeah. If it did that, then I would just go straight to and be able to just sit at the feet of Jesus just one day. Yeah. Just one day. And find out that he's just a regular guy. Well, not just that. You know, it's to, you know, to see him for myself. Yeah. 
you know, I'm getting really sick and tired of this one part. Mm-hmm. Is they're trying to debate what color he is. Does he's, it really matter? He's not white. He's not black. Right. He's not Indian. Right. So why the fuck does it matter? Right. He's Middle Eastern, and that has a whole barrage of things. I mean, yes. Yes, part he's part white, part black, part Mexican, or part uh, mm-hmm. Indian. He's all, he's all of it. Right. Well, and you really—he's not just one color. Right. And you stop to think about this. The one of the reasons why we get a lot of people that think he's white is because most of the Jewish people that we see today are white. Well, and that's what they portrayed him as, because that's the way he, they were taught. Right. And it's—I think it really comes down to you know. Our same perception. way. Same way with the. I mean, well, it comes to the perception part. Right. Because say a black person actually met Jesus. Well, they're going to think he's black. Because right. that's their perception of him. Right. Well, it's, I think it has a lot. <clears throat> Same way with the language areas. Right. But, yeah, Jewish people back then had darker skin because of the fact that they were living in an environment. In the sunlight. Right. That required that. Right. You know, that is adaptation. That is where, that is where Darwin gets it right. Yeah. But yeah, this uh, one temple that's in Israel, mm-hmm. they said that's where all the uh, gods went to to pray and all that. Mm-hmm. And they've sent you know people that were handicapped or been in comas or whatever mm-hmm. over there. And in a matter of days, they're, they're like regular people. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, that, that kind of reminds me. But of- then again, it kind of makes me wonder if that's true or not. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of this uh, joke that was that's been going around on Facebook, and this couple, you know, elderly couple, were visiting the Holy Land, yeah. and um, why? You know, the wife has a heart attack and yeah. dies. Yes, I've heard that one. Yeah, well, I'm giving this to our viewers. Yeah, and um, you know, they say, well, it's going to cost you forty thousand dollars, or you know, some absurd amount of money to ship back. Yeah. Or it'll only cost you 50 bucks to bury her here. Yeah. And the husband thinks about it for a second and says, ship her back. But, sir, that's a lot of money to spend that way. And he says, look, you know, nearly you know, a little over 2,000 years ago, you know, you know, a man was buried here and he came back from the dead. Yeah. I can't take that chance. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's truth be told, that's. A terrible way of thinking, but I can mm-hmm. I can understand on that one. Right. Now. Now you know if I was able to do a time machine and go back to where Jesus was, mm-hmm. I'd probably go back about a week before he was crucified mm-hmm. and ask him what the fuck was he thinking? <laughs> because why did you give people free will and you see what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that was the point is the choice he doesn't I know that I'm just doing that just to bitch him out yeah you know what I mean yeah but yeah I would just love just to be able to sit at his feet for one day and you, you'll just find out that he was just a regular person right he, he might have been uh, religious but he was still a regular right. person well and what a lot of people misinterpret about Jesus is well, yes, you know, he was very humble and stuff, but you do realize that by blood right, 
even if you discount the theory that, or disc, not theory, but discount the fact that he is the son of God, even if you discount that and you're saying, okay, Joseph was the father, it doesn't matter how you spin it, he was the rightful king of the Jewish people. So yeah. what does that have to do with anything? Because of the fact that he was the rightful king and yet he came to serve, not to be served. But what does that have to do with anything? Just you know, the humbleness behind that. What's, what's the humbleness behind it? The fact that he was serving rather than be, being served. Because he didn't think of himself as a king because he wasn't a king. He was the rightful king. He might have been the rightful king, mm -hmm. but he didn't learn that until he was crucified. He um, was a regular human being no, he when knew, he was there. He, we know that he knew that at least by the time he was 12. No, you're not getting it. He was a regular person from the time he was born to the time he got crucified. No, he knew. Yes, he was doing his God's work. Yes, he was doing that. But he was still a regular person. Does he drink? Yes. Does he play around with girls? Yes. I disagree on that one. Entirely. See, you, you'll disagree because you're closed-minded. Well, that's the thing is that there's no, there is no. Yes, there is documentations of that. No, there's not. Yes, there is. No, every bit of that's been proven as a, as a straight-up They fact. want you to think that, dude. I disagree. See, that's what I'm saying. You're closed-minded. Because you, you, let's uh, say you're from, from 5 to 10 years old. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to care about none of that crap. You're not going to care about the religion and stuff like that because you don't know nothing about it. No, but we do know that when he was 12 years old, when they lost him, and that's something that— Who says that he was lost? Yeah, you know, they accidentally left him at the temple, and then when they doubled back, they're like, "Well, what happened?" And that's actually they were two days out before they realized that they had left him. Think home alone for a second. Yeah. And when they came back, well, why didn't you come with us? Because I wanted to see about my father's business. So we know at, at least at that point. By that point, at least he knew. That he, you know, he was. I think that's all bogus. I don't think so. See, so you got to. You also got to remember most of the stuff that's written in the Bible is man, man written. Mm. Well, and it's divinely the, inspired. Right, but there's only certain things in the Bible as God has spoken. Mm -hmm. So over half of that is nonsense. Uh. Yes and no. Yeah, and it's because you got to remember that you're also talking. That part of that was second hand, well, third hand, because somebody told one, you know, the. You know, the I, re I, I really want to read the original Bible. Oh, God, yeah. But I think it would drive us crazy. Because if you actually read the original Bible, you probably wouldn't even go nowhere near Christianity. I doubt that. I imagine you will. Because you got to remember, the original Bible didn't hold back on any of the bad stuff. No, it didn't. That happened. The, the newer Bibles that they have now has taken all that bad stuff out of there and put all good stuff. No, there's still some bad stuff in there. Not as bad as what the original Bible right. has. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, you're going to disagree. But, tell you what, 
read the original Bible? If I could get my hands on it, I would. I've, I know that I've seen some of the uh, translations from the oldest prints that, that we have, you know, that have been uncovered, and it's verbatim correct. Well, that's if it's actually correct. That's if right. it's actually correct. Right, but we're, you know, we're still also... You've got to remember, they keep rewriting it because they keep finding different things in there. Right. Uh, what the different words mean. Right. Well, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, they have, you know, compared... Yeah, if you can actually understand the Dead Sea Scrolls, you might get somewhere. Yeah. Well, the Dead Sea Scrolls contain a lot of information. The biggest problem with the Dead Sea Scrolls is that those scrolls are kind of you know, dilapidated, so you only have fragments of right. sections. Right, so you don't really know what it truly says. Right. So you only know the part of it. Right, and they're piecing it together as best they can. Right, and that's where most of that shit's been made up. And it's really, but that is really hard to, you know, I've looked at some of the you know, images from it, and well, yeah, it's hard to uh, I would like. It. I would really like you to uh, talk to a Bible scholar. Yeah. And he's going to tell you shit that you're going to disagree on quite a bit. Right. I guarantee you. But you got to remember, this is what they did mm -hmm. throughout their whole life was study it. Yeah. They just didn't study the Holy Bible. They studied the whole Christianity. Right. Completely. Well, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Don't worry about just reading the Bible. Read the whole Christianity. Right. Well, like the Apocrypha is not a part of Christianity. Um, How do you know? Just because they discredited it don't mean it didn't happen. It's not that it didn't happen. It's it, it's not divinely inspired. It's not true. Well, you don't know if this is not truth. Just because it says something bad on it don't mean it's true. No, I'm not saying it. Or not false. It's the divinely inspired that's got to be the thing. But see, that's just it. Why does it have to be that? Because otherwise it's not coming from God himself. Who said it came from God? It could have came from Joseph. It could have came from whoever. Right. you got to remember, there was more people back then than just Jesus himself. Right. Well, one of the things that I do know for certain is when they're able to verify the author. Okay. Have, have you ever read the first book that was put in the Bible? The whole book. You talk about Genesis. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Have you read it from back to cover? Yeah. Now, what, did you read the book after that? Um, Exodus, yes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You want to read the books that the Bible came out of. Right. And because there's a lot of things that's in Genesis that didn't make it in the Bible. No. Genesis is, you know... What? A lot of it didn't make it in the Bible. Uh, everything that's in the Old Testament is verbatim from the no. earliest. No, it's not. There's mm. a certain words that didn't make it in there. No, that's, uh, some of that's transliteration. And that's just strictly because it does not translate 100% correctly. Well, maybe it didn't translate to them because they didn't understand that translation. But you see what I'm saying. Right. There, there are certain things that they took out of these books mm -hmm. that are in the Bible, and there's a lot of things that they left out. Right. Well, also, you got to remember like... It's like palms. The Psalms. Well, they, everybody calls it palms, apparently. But uh, a lot of that didn't make it in the Bible. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. complete. Mm -mm. No, it's not. 
Yeah, Psalms is complete. No, it's not. I'll I'll research that. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Each book, they take a section out, mm -hmm. and they'll put it in the Bible. And what sections they didn't like, they left it out. Like I said, you need to talk to a Bible scholar. Yeah, I'll I'll research that a little bit because that you can do all the research in the world that you want. But right. I want you to talk to a Bible scholar, right? One that studied the Bible right. all their life, right? Now you might have said you might have studied the Bible all your life, but apparently you didn't. I've studied it, you know, part of your life, yeah, a good portion life. of life, and there's a lot that I still don't know, right? I could probably get, and that's what I'm saying is. A lot of these people have studied things that people hadn't even heard right. of. Well, and here's the thing is I could probably study it for the rest of my life and still, still not, not understand it. Not 100%. No. Yeah. Because there are things that, I mean, I've, I've taken, you know, times where I would read the same chapter. Mm -hmm. Over ever. and over and you get something different each time. Right. I mean, seriously. And it, it, they do that for a reason. Well, it's something about, you know, the more you study it, the more it becomes alive. And you pick up on details that you wouldn't pick well, up. Knowing me, if I was to do my research, I would research every single freaking word. Right. Even the, I would research. Mm -hmm. you, well, know, you know what I mean? Right. Well, did you know that um, in, in <clears throat> Hebrew, in the Hebrew part of Genesis, right? Mm -hmm. Now, in English, we translate it as in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. In Jewish, in a straight English translation from, you know, you, it starts with the word Bereshit, which mm. means in beginning, not in the beginning. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure that actually how it says it? Yes. That I is, guarantee you, you talk to somebody that speaks old Hebrew mm -hmm. will tell you something different. No, and I may mis be mispronouncing it, but... But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You get somebody that speaks the old Hebrew, mm -hmm. and he's going to tell you that translation don't say that. And there's a, there's quite a few of them that's going to say it says what it says. Right. But you see what I'm saying. Right. Everybody has their own. Right. Well, and that's the reason why there are different translations. Well, and even in English, there are different versions of the translations because they, and every one of them, they've taken it back to the earliest text that, that we've got on record, and they're going off of that. But because our language is. So so different. There are some things where they have one word that has, you know, 50 or 60 different entire mm -hmm. um, concepts yeah. that are not 100%, you know, we cannot put it to English concepts. Right. Fully. Right. And that's what I'm saying. If you knew somebody that knew the old Hebrew, mm -hmm. they can translate that exact word. Mm hmm. Now, the Greek is a little easier to translate, which is most of the New Testament is in Greek. Right. And that... But do you trust the Greek word? That's the thing. I do. Um, See? The reason why I say that is if you think like a cop for a second, okay, so, you know, you look at the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you read the Bible, you know, read the Old Testament, you, you know, you're reading the gospel part, right. you know, which is Matthew, Mark, uh, Matthew, Luke, Mark, and John. Right. Okay, you end up feeling like you're you've read that over and over and over. You know, when you get to each different book, because here's the thing: is that those aren't meant to be in chronological order. Those are individual witness statements of what they saw. Right. 
So. So is that true or not? Yes. How do you know that's true? They could be making it up. It would be very, very. It would. But be, you see what I'm saying. Right. It would be very difficult for them to be able to do that effectively because here's the thing: the differences in their witness statements are exactly what you're going to expect. Right. If you were. But you see what I'm saying. Right. Is only way it's going to be true is if that's what you believe. Right. Now, is it what I believe? Probably not. So, is it true to me? No. You see what I'm saying? So, it mm-hmm. might be true to you, but it ain't going to be true to me. Uh, Unless I do my own research. Right. Okay, yeah, I can see I can see your argument there. Okay. <laughs> and, that, and that's just it. Is Everybody's going to do their own research, mm-hmm. and they're going to come up with something different. Yeah. It's like the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. How did the Earth actually form? That's going to be an argument till the day we die. Yeah, and the, and all honesty, the Big Bang theory actually agrees with the Bible. Yes and no. The only reason why they say it agrees to the Bible is because that's what they want you to think. Well, it's not that. If you really look at the Big Bang theory itself, it explains how or what exactly happened when God said, "Let there be light." Yeah, he might have said, "Let there be light," but that don't necessarily mean that the Earth was born. That was how it was created. That's how they want you to say. That's what how they want you to think. For all we know, this earth is, could have been here a long way before God ever existed. And we don't know that for sure. Yeah, you can do all the carbon copies and what not mm-hmm. all you want. Are you really going to get down to the very core of the earth? No, you're not. Right. And that's going to be the most, you know, we can't, you know, Despite all of our advanced technology, it's impossible. Exactly. Simply because we haven't been able to create something that's not going to melt. Right. If we can't uh, create something that's going to hit the sun and not melt it, then there ain't no way in hell you're going to be able to do it on Earth. Right. Not to mention is even if you were to get to a certain point, just the act of piercing that layer Mm -hmm. would do catastrophic damage probably to the entire planet. Right. Just because of the immense pressure. Right. It'd be and like see, popping you, a giant ass right. zit. Because when you drill, drill down that low, you don't know exactly what you're hit, hitting. Right. You can hit something that's probably going to destroy the whole damn earth, right. for all you know. Well, and the deeper you go, the the greater the pressure. Yeah. So you'd be like, it'd be like popping a giant ass zit. Because it's like, um, it was either in Russia or Germany, mm-hmm. that big ass hole they dug. Mm-hmm. I believe they said it was seven miles or something like that yeah. down the, to the center of the earth. Right. They couldn't go any further because of the gases. Mm-hmm. I mean, theoretically... That and everything was getting hot and melting mm-hmm. and all that. Right. I mean, theoretically, they could have gone deeper if they had created proper ventilation along the way. They did. Problem was, everything was too hot and it was too much gas. Right. And the gas wasn't releasing fast enough let's say right yeah you would have to have some major ventilation down there yeah along the way and that would have cost probably a million times what they spent right to try to do that is there a way you can get to the center of the earth yes there is because there is a cave that can go directly to the center of the earth 
Not that I've heard but of. But you, you, you would, you wouldn't think where it was at. Where is that? Antarctica. You're going. You're talking about the Hollow Earth theory. No, not the Hollow Earth theory. No, there is a cave that you go down. I think they said it was like ten miles down, mm-hmm. and it's a whole nother world down there. They said there's trees growing. There's water flowing. Yeah. Natural light. Yeah. There's no darkness in there. Hmm. It's like a regular city. It's interesting. I was like, eh, that sounds like it. that's where the aliens are at. Right. To me, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, we are running uh, short on time. I'm about, I'm ready to crash. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm and fight, I'm wide awake. I'm fighting. For a change. Keep, and I'm fighting to keep my eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I guess you can go ahead and end it. Yeah. So, guys, we're, we'll catch you all uh, the next time. Uh, please uh, share this uh, episode with us. Uh, catch us on Discord. Yeah, you might actually get a kick out of it. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, catch us on Discord, and we will uh, catch you next time. Thank you guys very much, and have a wonderful evening. Out of here.